Hey guys, welcome back to the Run It Back podcast. I am your host, Joy. Alongside with me, as always, is Wes. How are you doing today, Wes? Hi, Joy. Hi, Run It Back Nation. I'm doing good, man. Uh, pretty solid week. Uh, a lot of snow right here where we're at, but, but all in all, doesn't stop me from uh, talking about the greatest racing series on earth. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into hot laps. So... There's not a lot that happened this week uh, when it came to Formula One, but there were, you know, some car launches that are happening. By the way, uh, if you guys don't know, pretty much the the next season or the season is about to start for Formula One, which is insane. Uh, It's going to start next month. And, you know, in between right now and next month, there's just going to be a lot of car launches. And season uh, three of uh, Draft to Survive is going to... It's gonna start airing, so I can't wait. But let's get into it, uh, Wes. The first, the first car launch that we're talking about is gonna be the first car launch that happened this season, this off season, is McLaren. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new car? Well, you know, quote quotations on the new car. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on the McLaren's? Looks exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> pro- I mean, minus the floor and some vent designs on the aerodynamics, but aesthetic-wise, from a color standpoint, right. Pantones looks the same. Yeah. Of course, granted, it is the MCL35M, mm-hmm. right? So chassis code is pretty much the same. So even though with the the new power unit, I wasn't gonna expect much, though it would have been wishful thinking to think that maybe they'll change it up just a little bit. Right. But from a performance standpoint, just looking at the videos that McLaren released with uh, DR and Lando driving it around in the rain, it looks good. And the sound, the sound is quite captivating. It's a lot different. (laughs) But I'm impressed, really. Uh, I also also say, I will say that it looks like it's the – first time i've seen a mercedes powered car without the mercedes badge right, right so talk about talk about uh blocking out logos right absolutely like i mean yeah i mean right like andrea seidel was actually um interviewed for that uh, why there isn't a lot of uh like brand recognition for like you know mercedes in their in their in their team and Andrea Seidel pretty much said that we want they wanted to focus on themselves uh, as McLaren you know they, they don't have to worry about Mercedes because they truly do believe that Mercedes is the the best power unit on the grid and pretty much they said you know uh, there's no more hiding and so pretty much you know McLaren's weaknesses are going to be shown uh, this this season and so i like that approach but um wes you 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 brought up a, a good point that uh that aside from the new mercedes engine that there's not a lot of differences um and you know one of the biggest talking points about mclaren uh, mclaren's car is the pretty much the rear right uh the the monocoque that's pretty much holding the the engine um i don't know if you've noticed wes but um mclaren actually had the fattest uh, ass of all the of all the the F1 teams 
with their Renault engines, right? Because the Renault, uh, the McLaren engineers want to give the Renault engine as much breathing space as, and as much kind of, you know, space to kind of work around so that it doesn't break down as much. Uh, and I guess it paid off in the in, in the end. But the um, the new engine for you know with the Mercedes package, it's actually a lot tighter and it's actually one of the most slimmest um, asses in the grid right now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like uh, it's funny that you should brought that up. But yeah, that's I think that's the biggest change that I saw out of the McLaren car this year. But yeah, like you said, aesthetically there isn't a lot of changes, right? But you know, this is the last year of this era, so I, I didn't expect them to change it at all. Well, yeah, um, with the body type, yes, and I, I can't imagine any other team doing the same, right? or doing anything drastic but yeah no nonetheless i'm very impressed with the car and i'm excited to see how it does with 18 other competitors on track right absolutely absolutely and uh yeah so i mean mclaren wasn't all the only one to launch their car this week alpha tauri um launched their car uh which was yeah, it, it, like I actually, this wasn't actually on my calendar. Is they probably announced when they were gonna launch the car, but I wasn't looking. I guess I wasn't looking forward to Alpha Tauri's car launch this year. Um, but yeah, Wes, what are your thoughts? Not a lot of changes to this car as well. Who knows? Cone is a thumbs up. <laughs> I will say that. Right, right. Simply put, right. I mean, yeah, there wasn't much change design wise or color wise. Right. But still a clean-looking car. Right. Hopefully, it's easy still to drive right. for Pierre Gasly, and I'm interested to see how Yuki Tsunoda will drive in the car. Yeah. It might literally and figuratively be the smallest car on the grid too. I'm talking about Yuki's. Right. But, but I'm again really excited. Again, last year of actual Honda right. on the grid, so. Both teams, both Red Bull and Alpha Tauris, and all four drivers, or five, if you count Alex Albon, really need to make use of this last year with the partnership. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like, I don't know about you, Wes, but I actually prefer this livery over last year's. Um, for me, I felt like white was, wasn't was doing it for me, the way that they integrated the white and the, the navy blue. But I, I like this year's car a little bit better. I think it's still a little off for me. I don't know. It's just not one of my favorites in Afatari. More on my more on our favorite and our worst liveries that we think of, like you know, in the 2020 grid. But uh, yeah, pretty much not a lot of changes. Uh, they did change the the front wing, um, like kind of just the the shape of the front wing. It's not as beefy as it was last year it's a little bit more thinner i guess but um fun fact wes um i don't know if you knew this but they actually rejected parts from red bull like last year's red bull to you know integrate to this alpha tauri car i'm not surprised uh right. given that franz tost was uh very adamant about AlphaTauri no longer being in the shadows of Red Bull, mm -hmm. that they want to compete. So, in a way, 
it's kind of saying like, look, what what's last year's parts going to do for us? <laughs> That's true. Especially when Red Bull would have something better, and that the teams hypothetically would have parts that would perform better than the year before. Right. So yeah, no, I get it, but I I can appreciate AT for trying to actually be their own team, right? Despite us being a sister team of somebody else, right? Now, would or, you say this is like kind of like a you know, like, do, would you say that this is kind of like a, a clap back at Racing Point, you know? Because at the beginning of the season, people kept saying the, the word of the of the of the the grid was pretty much, you know, the Racing Point looks just like the Mercedes from from the last season, from the previous season. Uh, that, and do you think that this is kind of like you know France tosses way? of saying yeah we're not doing that you know we're not <laughs> gonna go through probably that kind of pr uh possibly okay. i mean i don't think he outright means that you know we're not gonna do what racing point does right uh, i think it's in a way just saying look we we want to be successful on our own terms right. despite being a part of another team right Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alpha Tauri seems to me like a very proud team. You know, a lot of people don't really know this or they tend to forget, but they're an Italian team, right? They're pretty much the second Italian team or the third Italian team on the grid. Um, and you know, they're, they're quite proud. And so like, yeah, I'm quite proud of this, this Alpha Tauri team, you know, like how they've, I, I also, I like the Toro Rosso branding a little bit better but alpha tower is, is okay but yeah uh hopefully there's gonna be more to see from them more more for them to come uh this season you know um coming off that incredible win off monza and some great performances by pierre gasly oh absolutely 100 uh, i feel like this team is on paper a lot better than last year's team mm. and the sites are looking up, especially given what I said earlier about uh, Franz Tost. But, of course, like I always say, we don't know until we race. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, uh, let's let's move on to what the next car launch is, which is actually tomorrow, Monday, February 22nd. It will be Alfa Romeo. Um, and, you know... There's been some speculations like, you know, it's been leaked that the Alfa Romeo car is going to feature a little bit more red. Uh, hopefully not too much red that, you know, it's not going to look like the Ferrari. But I think it's going to probably look a little bit more maroon. I feel like that fits Alfa Romeo. And then right after that on Tuesday is going to be the Red Bull launch, which, you know, we also, I mean, I also don't believe that there's going to be a lot of changes especially to the red bull branding red bull don't really like to make big changes when it comes to their liveries um they might do some test liveries here and there some really cool ones but you know when the season starts it's usually just uh, the plain you know stay you know stay true to the to the truest form of red bull you know if you don't if, if it's not broken don't fix it so yeah 
those are pretty much the, the upcoming uh, car launches for this week. Uh, you know, Joy, I feel like Red Bull would be the perfect American team. Because <laughs> if you ever notice, in American sports, jerseys don't change that right. often. Mm-hmm. But in Europe, they literally change every year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but with Red Bull, I think you're going to get what you want, Joy. Right. Because I think you missed something on the Alpha Tori uh, portion of the hot lap. They have what you want on their rear wing. Right. Exactly. And so for our listeners, uh, what Joy has always told me uh, in our personal F1 talks is that he's always wanted Red Bull, particularly Red Bull, to have the Honda uh, word logo on their wing. Right. And I contended that, no, Red Bull has too much pride to where they're just going to plaster Red Bull on everything. <laughs> if they could plaster Red Bull on the tires, they would. Right. But given that AlphaTauri has Honda on their rear wing, I wouldn't be surprised if this year, just to honor the last year of the contract, they should. that Red Bull just puts Honda on there. They really should. At least on the backside of the, the rear wing. Yeah, yeah, and kind of going back to Alpha Towers, I I like how the Honda logo is red. You know, it, it's very reminiscent of the Type R, um, you know, the the subdivision of Honda. But like, I love that. I, I wish they kind of stick to that red logo of Honda. But you know, uh, I like at what I'm. Having. You gotta at, at some point you gotta put some type of contrast. It would have been too much red, maybe. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely, Wes. I, I hope that they do. Now that Aston Martin has pretty much left them um, as a sponsor, I really, really wish and hope that it, it will be Honda on that, on the back of that rear wing or the front and the back, you know. But, yeah, that, that would make my dream come true, just to have that huge Honda logo. Oh, absolutely, and definitely I'm on the lookout for when uh, team merch comes out because I know those shirts are expensive and I don't like how they're priced, but I'm willing to buy this season's Red Bull shirt because I know next year's won't be as <laughs> yeah, as seen true. with that logo. Right, so, exactly. Looking forward to it, looking forward to it. And then for Alpha, I don't expect it to be that different. Yeah. I still think it's just going to be the white and red, but maybe just in different spots. Yeah, that, that that is that is very true. And hopefully, it's a little bit faster. Hopefully, they had a down year. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, granted, they're not they're generally not a <laughs> good team, but I would like them to have a little bit more oomph this time around. Right, right. Probably, you know, get out of the way, like, or not get out of the way, but like, you know, what I'm saying, like, like, kind of let Alpha Alpha Romeo and Haas fight to themselves <laughs> in Williams. <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe in the midfield. I'd rather have AlphaTauri in the midfield. Sure. No, so, uh, so would I. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, speaking of Red Bull, um, we kind of alluded to this, uh, Wes, last week. That Red Bull are going to pretty much buy uh, Honda's IP. So that, you know, they can pretty much create their own powertrains. Um, Christian Horner and... Uh, yeah, Christian Horner pretty much said that it's going to be called Red Bull Powertrains, which, you know, it's not the most, you know, um, inventive names for 
for an engine, an F1 engine, but you know, this is coming off the back of the engine freeze that was granted to Formula One. And so pretty much, yeah, like, you know, Red Bull, now they get to kind of take over Honda's IP, kind of rebadge it as their own. They're also kind of going to have to, like, develop it a little bit. Um, you know, they're, they're keeping some key members off the Honda team to kind of, you know, kind of oversee the powertrains division. But, uh, yeah, Wes, what are your thoughts on Red Bull powertrains? I mean, I like it. Right. Uh, they get to keep that Honda shell, and they get the IP. I'm sure they'll also contract some Honda employees right. to help work with that, but just under Red Bull's payroll. Hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I feel like this was the one move that needed to happen to keep Red Bull in the conversation right. in attempts to taking down Mercedes. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how Red Bull powertrains performs in 2022. But for, for now, like I said, I'm going to enjoy the, the last year of uh, Honda with the actual Honda badge on it. Right. And I guess, um, Wes, um, just kind of thinking over it, um, you know, in my sleepless nights. Um, would you be scared for Red Bull when it comes to 2025? Because then, you know, they would have to rely on Red Bull powertrains to come up with an entirely new engine, right? Because the 2025, there's going to be new engine regulations. Now, we're saying, now we thought that, you know, in the last podcast, it's probably going to be still a V6. It's probably still going to be hybrid. It's just going to be a little bit more um, environmentally friendly with more reusable fuel but Red Bull powertrains is already like on a back foot right because they're not they're not you know engine manufacturers from that own a large factory that produces you know uh, power units for like production cars they're they're kind of at, at the moment they're kind of just a like a, an arm or a branch to Red Bull racing you know, and they haven't really proved anything yet. And, you know, thank God that they have the engine freeze because then they don't have to prove anything right now. But how worried are you about this Red Bull powertrains when it comes to, you know, the new en engine regulations in 2025? I'm not worried about it as of today. Hmm. Because... Uh, especially with how Red Bull thinks of things, they're only worried about right now. Right. Now, in 2025, there's a lot of things that can happen, right? Right. So, there could be new manufacturers. Right. Maybe Red Bull can lock up a partnership there. Or even Honda could just be like, you know what, we actually met our goals on the uh, traditional <laughs> business side. Why don't we just come back? Right. I would love that, but... <laughs> But, I, don't, I don't know if you know, other F1 fans would like that. But then again, if that's the case, mm -hmm. and if Honda's still going to be in Red Bull powertrains' ear, then it probably won't be as bad. Right. right. Because they could be... There's no, there's no, nothing in the rule book that says that uh, those employees from Honda yeah. cannot do anything, right? Like I said, Red Bull could easily employ those engineers as contractors right absolutely and i think that's what they're doing um here west um but 
you know, they're not going to buy the entire division of Honda, I think, in UK, where they have um, pretty much the data going back to. I think it's just key members of the team that, you know, kind of set up the engine, make sure that the engine's running. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's that, and that's fine. But, yeah. of course, it's not like once they become employees or temporary employees of Red Bull, they're going to run out of ideas. Right, right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm not worried. I wouldn't be worried. But I do agree with you, Wes. Um, this is a very early prediction that by 2025, I think that they're going to find a partner uh, to power Red Bull. Um, you know, I don't know who it is. We don't even know who's in talks to join Formula One. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like, I don't think that Red Bull powertrains is actually going to, I think they're only here for the engine freeze, but I think when it comes to 2025, I think they will find an engine partner. You know, I, I don't know, Joy, but. And you could you could say no comment if you want to, but based on your <laughs> body language, it sounds like you want Porsche to do that. Ooh, Porsche. Porsche. That's how Germans actually say Porsche. Porsche. I learned that. It's Porsche. I like that. I, I mean, Porsche. Like we said, right? They have some unfinished business to do in Formula One. Um, and if they conquer Formula One, then they're pretty much you know quite the most. They're not the most decorated, but they're, they're quite accomplished when it comes to racing then. Well, we'll see, right? But that's just what I'm getting based on looking at you <laughs> on our uh, Zoom meeting here right. while we're broadcasting. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And, yeah, let's move on, Wes. So, you know, talking about liveries and car launches this week, um, let's put out our top three liveries from 2020 and our top or our bottom three liveries from 2020. Sure. All right, Wes, uh, give it to us. What's your list? My top three. At number one, I got Mercedes. Who can't? Mm. Who can't? Who can't go? Who can't say that that black sucks? Or who can rather? Right. Uh, my number two livery. You know, I had to really, really think about this. But of course, Red Bull. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, there you go. But, and of course, I like blue. So, blue cars, those are friendly to me. <laughs> and my third favorite design of the year. As much as I don't really have much concern for them or fanfare for them, I'm going with Renault. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, my worst three. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Williams. Ooh, okay. I like the white and blue, but it's a little too simple for me. Okay. Especially when they had to change liveries like 50 times over the course of <laughs> the last off season. Um, Racing Point. Ooh, okay. And... Okay. I would like to say Haas. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's That's hard because it was a very, it was pretty decent this year. Right. Delivery showings. Right. But I don't know, man. We can only pick three. Right. right? So yeah. Unfortunately, absolutely. there's gonna have to be some casualties in the cuts. Any uh, any uh, notable mentions? 
for top. Notable mentions. Uh, hmm. Well, Ferrari. Okay. Right. Yeah. Always uh, can't go wrong. Color, but but that stupid mission win now <laughs> logo. You know, I, I, so for those that don't know, I work in I work in uh, corporate healthcare. Cigarettes are bad. Right. Don't smoke cigarettes. There you go. There you so, go. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, Wes, uh, our lists are kind of similar, um, but I think the difference is going to be like the bottom three. And so I'll start off with the bottom three. Uh, so my my worst livery is Racing Point. Um, my second worst is Alpha Tauri. Uh, last year's Alpha Tauri, which the white, like I said, you know, it didn't really mesh with me. Um, it looked the white made it look made the car look fatter and it made it look wider um and for me now number eight is um alfa romeo i kind of just i don't know what it is i think it's the nose of the alfa romeo it's just so fat and so i don't know yeah i'm, I'm kind of body shaming a car right now but yeah uh if you guys ever want to look you know there's images of Alfa Romeo's nose. I think it's the ugliest nose. Um, it looks like a, it looks like a snapping turtle's nose for me. And I don't know, <laughs> snapping turtles aren't the fastest looking animals out there. So, um, well, it wasn't the fastest car, so that's pretty obvious. <laughs> that's pretty obvious. There you go. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'll do my um, honorable mention. I actually think it was the Williams Colgate, the first livery that they announced or that they kind of, you know, brought out until Rocket, you know, pulled out from sponsoring them. I thought that was a really good livery, but I can't really add it to my top three because he didn't actually race on them. But uh, Wes, my third best livery for 2020 is actually the Red Bull. Um, I don't know what it is about the Red Bull, Wes. Uh, you kind of hit it on the head. It's the the blend of that blue, that, you know, that bull, that Red Bull logo with the red and the yellow. I love how they implemented the yellow into the nose of the car. I think it's just, like, it's just perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of hated the, the old Red Bulls, like, the one where it's gloss finish. I like this matte finish a little bit better it, it just kind of brings out the contrast and the colors a little bit more and it's a prettier car to look at um but number two is the Renault for me um and the reason why i picked the Renault is because i actually kind of like their their livery designers uh their thought process was that um if you look at the Renault from the side and you look at the Renault from the front and you look at the Renault from the back it's a totally like there are three different cars that you're looking at um so from the back it looks like it's dominantly black uh the color black and from the side it's this balance between yellow and black and from the front it looks like it's pre completely predominant yellow. yeah completely yellow and so like i like that i like that kind of design um it's a very dynamic car to look at it's a very pretty car to look at i remember when Renault released that banana color. It was just so ugly. 
I'm so glad that they trusted their um, their designers, delivery designers for this. And yeah, go ahead. I will say, uh, Joy, um, I'll, I'll tell you what livery from Renault was pretty cold. Who was it? The the Fernando Pittsburgh. Alonso one? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers looking one. The all black with the yellow numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th those were pretty sick. The test, the test, uh, the off season. That was actually pretty good. That was pretty cold. At, at I thought that should have been the real car. At some point, uh, I thought that they were going to be the only all black car on the grid but you know of course it's Renault they have a brand to protect uh, with their yellow I guess that's their company color but my number one Wes you are absolutely correct you can't go with, wrong with all black and that's the Mercedes team I really hope now there there were some reports that they were gonna keep the all black but you know that's it's still not confirmed I hope they do keep the all black for 2021 Mercedes just looks like a different beast when it's all black and the all black actually makes the car look slimmer You know as opposed to the Alpha Tauri with the all white um, But yeah, I, I don't know it just looks so menacing and I love I also love that, you know Lewis kind of designed around the car as well He got an all black helmet with purple kind of accents, right? Like, oh my goodness, like, seeing that car in the Austrian Grand Prix in the beginning of the season, like, it just took my breath away because it was just so good. It was just so good. The all-black just fits Mercedes quite well. Yeah, Joy, I mean, granted, uh, let's not forget the black was to take right. the political stand. Right. Right? And I wouldn't be surprised if they maintained that. Right. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a one-off mm. uh, livery and then just went back to the silver or maybe even compromised a little bit and made it a little bit darker. Right. Absolutely. Kind of like Batman, almost. Right, right, right. Like a kind of dark grayish. Yeah. Yeah, like a stealth. Yeah, that, that'd be finish. dope. That would be, that'd be even more menacing. Like, oh my God, I, I wouldn't want to pull up to the grid slot anymore if that's the car ahead of me. I may be I may be alone in this West, but I actually wanted Mercedes to get that chrome livery from McLaren. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I felt like it was just so clean that chrome finish with that McLaren uh, Mercedes partnership back then. But yeah, that is our top and bottom three liveries from 2020. Um, do us a favor, go down in the comment comments down below and you know com give us like your top three and bottom three liveries from 2020 and once the car launches finish you know you could give us your best test liveries as well but uh yeah that's pretty much our show for tonight for run it back um any more thoughts from you wes if you are into two guys punching each other in a squared circle Come check out the No Decision podcast on the Wes Enjoy Show channel on Spotify and YouTube, where I am the lead host, and we get to talk about boxing and the landscape there. This week, we recap the Burchelt versus Valdez fight. Oh, my gosh. Talk about fireworks. <laughs> the Broner versus Santiago fight. Oh, well. 
a lot of expectations, and those expectations were pretty much met, surprisingly. Right. Uh, Povetkin and Dillian White and where that's going, and we get to talk about another internet boxing star. Mm. That's not named Ryan Garcia. <laughs> but come check that out on Spotify and YouTube. Once again, that is a No Decision Podcast with myself, Wes Ibarra, and Joy Villapando. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Wes, for for joining again. Uh, But, yeah, uh, we will be back next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Keep it on track.